Welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast. I'm Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at BreastCancer.org. Our guest is Brian Wojciechowski, MD, who practices medical oncology in Delaware County, Pennsylvania at Riddle, Taylor, and Crozer Hospitals. Dr. Wojciechowski also serves as BreastCancer.org's medical advisor. A native of South Philadelphia, he trained at Temple University School of Medicine and Lankanau Medical Center. Dr. Wojciechowski is a sought-after speaker on the topics of medical ethics in the biology of cancer. In this What My Patients Are Asking podcast, we're going to talk about the increasing popularity of 3D mammograms. Dr. Wojo, welcome to the podcast. Great to be back. Before we talk about the the boost in popularity or the increase in numbers of people getting 3D mammograms, which I want to explain are also called digital breast tomosynthesis, digital tomosynthesis, or just tomosynthesis, synthesis, which is hard for me to say three times in a row, uh, that's the way the research papers are talking about it. Can you explain to all of us how a 3D mammogram is different from the more conventional 2D mammogram? So all mammograms involve x-rays, low doses of x-rays to take pictures of the breast and try and pick up uh, breast tumors early. The thing about 3D mammograms is that it actually uses a sequential stack of of images or slices of the breast to create a three-dimensional picture which minimizes the masking effect of the overlying normal breast tissue. And it enables doctors to improve cancer detection, meaning it could pick up cancers earlier and simultaneously reduces the false positive Rates, in, in other words, reduces callbacks, the dreaded callback, uh, because it minimizes the masking effect of the normal overlying tissue. Now, it's lo- it uses low doses of radiation, but it uses about twice the dose of radiation as a regular two-dimensional mammogram. But this does not go above the FDA safety limits. My understanding, too, I believe this is correct, that 3D mammograms can be better at detecting breast cancer in dense breasts. Yes, yes, that's what that's what we um, that's what we've learned from from the studies as well. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a recent study in JAMA Internal Medicine, and it found that the number of people having 3D mammograms was 12.9 percent of all mammograms in 2015. And the number or the rate jumped to 43.2% in 2017. And the study said that this happened even though major guidelines don't recommend 3D mammograms and that there was no level one evidence that 3D mammograms were better than 2D mammograms, which I'm not sure that I agree with because it seems like I've seen studies showing that they're better. And as you just explained, they do seem to be better. Um, And in this uh, last year, rather, 2018, screening guidelines from the American Society of Breast Surgeons said that 3D mammography is the preferred way to screen for breast cancer. So this seems very confusing to me as a lay person. It's like the, the medical experts are sort of duking it out here. So what what do you tell your patients when they ask about this? So you can definitely say that 3D mammograms are better than 2D. It just depends on what you mean by better, how you define it. So the major societies that write the guidelines 
they're looking at what are the outcomes. Does the earlier detection result in women living longer and more lives being saved by 3D mammograms? And does the increased dose of radiation translate to harm over the long haul? And admittedly, we don't know the answers to those two questions. So that's the standard that the major societies are using when they are saying, well, it's not yet the standard of care. There's no question that there's fewer callbacks, fewer false positives, and more early detection. But early detection doesn't always mean that you're saving a life because um, if, if a tumor is caught very early with a 3D mammogram, it might have been caught a little later with a 2D, but it's still going to be caught pretty early. So those guys are just waiting for the long-term outcomes. Now, it is true that the use of, three, of 3D has jumped really quickly, and the way that our FDA works is that they tend to be very liberal about adopting new technology even before it's fully proven, unlike um, a, a lot of the uh, – uh, sister organizations in Europe, for example. I'll give you an example from my own experience where I go to get my mammograms. Uh, they switched to 3D mammography probably three or four years ago. And it, getting a 2D mammogram was not an option. This, it was like, this is, this is what we offer. We believe that the 3D mammogram is the best way to get a, get a mammogram and that's what we're offering. And then other friends of mine have told me that when they went to get a mammogram, they were offered a choice. They were said, well, we now have 3D mammography technology. Would you like that or would you like the 2D one? And my friends were very confused because they just wanted what was best for them. So what, you know, if somebody asks you about that, like if someone's given a choice, what, what do you suggest? Well, I live and work in a northeast metropolitan area outside a major city, so 3D mammograms are standard where I am. And I, But I do think it's important to stress the fact that they're not yet the standard of care. They are a standard of care. But 2D mammograms are still an acceptable standard of care. I think someone needs to go into it educated and just being aware that we don't know the long-term effects. We don't know if it's more likely to save a life, and we don't really know the long-term effect of the extra radiation, although, you know, it, it's still a low dose of radiation, and it's not something that I worry about. So I, I do think that both are still acceptable standards of care. Now, two, two, three, four, five years from now, we're going to have the results of large studies that will tell us, you know, what are the long-term effects, and I think once those are out, we can make a much stronger uh, recommendation and determination as to how necessary it really is. Thank you for you know pointing out that you're in a major metropolitan area in the Northeast. That also is in the study. Um, it found that 3D mammograms are more po more popular in the Northeast and the Northwest regions of the United States, and the Southeast regions had much slower growth and overall use of 3D mammograms. Also that the areas that had a high percentage of 3D mammograms were more likely to be wealthy and educated, which sort of 
without saying it directly kind of speaks to disparities in care that certain areas are going to have the latest and greatest and other areas are not. So in, in from your knowledge, do you think that 3D mammograms are widely available? If someone in the Southeast did really want to have a 3D mammogram, would it be difficult to find? I think in certain areas of the country, some women would have to travel quite far to get one. Not where I'm at, but maybe in areas of the Deep South, for example. I mean, I would like to see the technology available to every woman on Earth. Um, but like, I think like any new technology, there's going to be more access and availability in more affluent areas because of you know, financial resources and the demands of patients. But again, I want to reiterate that the 2D mammogram is still an acceptable standard of care. And I think at least right now, I would not be losing any sleep if my patients were getting 2D as opposed to 3D. And do you think that the differences in, in 3D mammogram availability could possibly increase, you know, the differences in breast cancer outcomes that have been noted between more wealthy and less wealthy populations? Do you think that? But I, I, I know you just said that they're, they're fairly equal as far as finding cancer eventually, but do you think it could contribute to any disparities? So we don't know the answer to whether or not it would result in more, lives, uh, more lives saved right now. I think it certainly could if 3D is shown to be that effective. We won't know for another few years. What I can tell you for certain is that where 2D mammograms predominate over 3D mammograms, there's going to be more callbacks and certain cancers will be detected later. Now, does that mean um, is that a, is there a meaningful difference? Does that mean that it, that'll translate into a life saved? We, we just don't know right now. Um, and to wrap up, if someone did really want to have a 3D mammogram, whether because she had dense breasts, dense breasts or had a strong family history and just wanted something found as soon as possible, is there some sort of registry or place online where somebody can go to find a center that offers them or is it really just sort of calling around? I think you have to call the local hospitals and just ask them point blank if they offer the 3D mammograms. I'm not aware of a nationwide registry. The FDA doesn't keep a list or anything. That's what I didn't know if the FDA kept a list or not. That's a good question. I really can't say for sure. Okay, well, we can do some research on that. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Wojciechowski. Really appreciate your insights on this. And I guess the bottom line is that we don't know all the all the outcome information yet. So right now. 3D mammograms and 2D mammograms, they're both good and everyone should have a yearly mammogram. That's it. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.